pause and take a breath. If you're watching on replay, you're going to want to sit down and get comfortable because we're going to go deep into the truth, touching your hand to your chest and asking if you're safe in this moment. What's up, those of you jumping on? <clears throat> always look forward to these. always wonder, hmm, what should I share today with you? As these transmissions aren't actually predictable. I have no idea what I'm going to be saying in one week. I just know that I trust what's inside here. And my question to you is, do you trust what's inside there? Do you have any connection to what's inside here? What's up, Kim, <clears throat> Leslie? This is the question. Hello, love. Hello, love. It's nice to see you. <laughs> Diana's here. Everybody give love to Diana. Diana's here, my baby mama. Give her some love. Send it to her. Send her all these great vibes. Mad love from our TP to yours. Yes, Caroline, my dear, on the island. Look forward to seeing those lovely boys of yours someday soon, hopefully. So we're going to be neighbors. <sighs> Pay attention to your breath. Hey, Lakin, it's good to see you, my dear. Speaking of babies, you had a little beautiful little baby of your own. I'm going to get you to sit and just become aware of your breath. Becoming aware of the life that's moving through you. If you're new to the game and you're brand new to the party, I'd like to welcome you and introduce myself as my name is Dr. Nima Romani. And in my former life, I was a full-time chiropractor that understood that it was stress that was causing people to come in to see me. In other words, when you go to the doctor or you go to the chiropractor with tension, there's definitely a structural component to it. I absolutely adore the, the amazing impact of a chiropractic adjustment that just kind of like lights you up. It's like, ah, let me know if you've ever been to a chiropractor and you just absolutely love the way it feels, right? <laughs> Baby June. <laughs> let me know if you've experienced that. And I love that experience. And after about 10 years, you can't talk to a chiropractor. If you're a chiropractor, I know there's a lot of chiropractors in this group, which is great. I really want to speak to you as well because there's danger going on. And at the same time, there's amazing opportunity for a, your community and your patients that actually need you more than ever. And I'm not saying to go out and keep your op it means to keep your offices open. I know there's a huge divide in my profession right now between the uh, woke chiropractors who feel that it's okay to keep their offices open and kind of perpetuate the spread of this uh, because they are not afraid of, of germs. And this was my ver verbatim, I used to say, I've never missed one day of practice because of illness or if a patient has the flu or whatever we always say get in you need an adjustment more than ever i was the one that was promoting that and i believe in it wholeheartedly however i believe as well uh, all evidence points that this 
uh, virus is different than than the common flu, be, common flu, because of its ability to be spread so quickly. And um, <clears throat> they're just going out there and they're keeping their offices open, which you know they want to save save humanity. And obviously, there there's a financial uh, you know they're they're worried about finances, and so. <sighs> There's a huge divide amongst us, and there's a big question mark going on in every chiropractor's mind because some places they they leave it up to the discretion of the chiropractor. And I know my twin brother is a dentist. They're done for at least till May, June. Like there's no dentists in <clears throat> BC that are allowed to keep their offices open. So this is real. Small businesses are coming to this kind of realization. And so the you know, I love being a chiropractor, you know, but there was this little voice in my mind that knew that the patients that were coming to see me, it wasn't just physical, it was emotional. There was emotional challenges creating this lack of safety from early traumas that were unresolved that I can adjust the person, but they're only going to get so far. And I, that kind of person, because of my curiosity, is if I can learn how to help them, because, you know, I would do a lot of personal growth and personal development. I've t attended every seminar known to man and become um, kind of like a facilitator of everything. I've taken the advanced courses of all the people that you've heard of. Like I'm the student, I'm so curious and I'm consistently enrolled in things to constantly advance my mind because as I've said before, in times of change, the learners will inherit the earth while the learned will find themselves beautifully equipped for a world that does not exist. And thank God I did that. I'm looking back and go, wow, it's amazing how much I've invested in this. I know my dad at, at some point was like, enough of this investment in all of this, put it in real estate. Boy, am I glad I put it into this because now that we have times of change, I have created an ability within myself thanks to going through a divorce, going through an identity crisis, uh, going through a career change and a toxic relationship meltdown, all of those things that had me in the last 10 years, actually, going, all of that happened in the last 10 years, which were the crises in these 10 years, which led to the growth, the post-traumatic growth that has me sharing everything that I've learned right now I'm sharing with you. This is what I do for my clients. And now that this crisis has shown up, what is crisis but danger and opportunity? And the thing that's going to determine, the, dis the main distinction that's going to determine whether or not you see danger or opportunity is your nervous system. And as I st kept going, I allowed that inner voice to guide me and I finally had the courage to take that leap and leave my chiropractic practice. And it was very difficult. There was an identity crisis. There was a grasping of, I don't know who I am. There was a grasping of what is really important. <clears throat> and what I've noticed was the value of our crises that we go through is that it forces us against our will mostly because if it was up to us, we wouldn't really want to ask those questions. We don't really 
dare to look unless it's too painful will ignore kind of like the low-grade pain and people will live with pain because it's familiar it's what they know but when that pain stops them from doing something really important you know then the patients will look and say you know then they'll come and come and see me for my for chiropractic but it, they wouldn't do maintenance and they wouldn't we don't kind of think about it we're too unconscious to care the value of pain is that it wakes us up it wakes us up to then ask the right questions and when I made that leap a few years ago at the time it was scary and now I'm looking back going wow that was amazing and there's a lot of chiropractors that are in this group and healers in general, people who are in the healing, helping professions. It's not just for doctors. This is for anybody who has some sort of like a, there's nutritionists. There is like, you know, there's so many different modalities, energy healers, whatever it is that, that you are responsible for taking care of groups of people. Even I, there's one of, one of my clients is a, a financial advisor who puts spirituality and coaching into his finance business after we worked together because he just transformed and adapted himself and allowed his inner voice to come out and bring that unique service. And that's when you, that's the way you're going to take this crisis and turn it into opportunity instead of, you know, danger and opportunity, it's crisis, you're going to be able to see opportunity. Had a chiropractor who jumped on a call with me, one of my, our clients, and back in October, she was having this identity crisis, not knowing who she was. And through the embodiment work, through the overview experience weekend, she was able to emerge what it is that she wanted. And she realized that she wants to kind of go deeper with her patients. It's funny, every chiropractor I speak to that's been in practice more than 10 years, especially if you're in, around the 15 year mark, you're like, God, I want to go deeper. There's something different. I can't keep going back to that same model. Let me know if you can resonate with this. Even lawyers, I'm sure. Anybody who's been doing this for a long time, right? Hey, Nicole, what's up? Anybody who's been doing this for a long time. Maris, I see you as well. Nice to see you. Hey, Suman. So every single time, Heather, welcome. I, this is the first time I've seen your name. Every single time, somebody comes in and they're having a crisis. This was my experience because I went through them. I went through one crisis after another. I shared all of them with you in the last 10 years, several crises. So it's an interesting perspective because I teach it, like I, I learned it from a neuroscience perspective and then it was like, oh fuck, I've gone through several of them in the last 10 years. <laughs> and each time I went through the exact same experiences, which is now what we see with our clients. What was she saying? I don't know who I am. I know that I meant for something more. Let me know if you can resonate with this. Write in the comment section. Please um, kind of engage with me. I don't really know who I am. I'm meant for something more. There's a creative spark within me, whether it's writing, whether it's teaching, whether it's painting, whether it's, for me, it was speaking and teaching. That's my art. This is my art. This is my canvas. This here is my canvas right there. I knew that's what it was for me. It was teaching. That's my superpower. It's what I love, right? But I was hiding it from the world, and there's a, 
a, a huge burden and a cost that you have been playing even before this happened of you not actually shining that light to the maximum potential that you have. Can, do, do you know what I'm talking about? Can you resonate with that? That there is a, hey, what's up, Avon? What's up, my brother? There is a light that's within you. There's a gift. There's a creative sharing expression that is begging to come out through you, through you. And if you don't let it come out, if you don't teach it, if you don't express it, excuse me, don't teach it, if you don't express it, there is a huge burden that, that, is, that t tugs at your soul. That's where anxiety comes from. Then you get anxiety symptoms, then you get depression, then you have fear, and then you have all these doubts. <clears throat> and what happens is you have to go to that place where you're facing them, you're actually looking at them. But because it's so comfortable where we're living in our little golden prison, because it's so comfortable, we don't want to examine those questions. We don't want to unpack who it is that we are. And we, the work, because it's, it's going to take some pain to dig up. So we ignore it and we go forward with our toxic relationships. We go forward with our mindless jobs that we don't really feel a soulful con connection to. And the third one is, even if we're do like most chiropractors, even though we'd like what we do, there's still a deeper calling from the soul that is wanting to kind of come through. And we don't, and, and there's a pain involved of not allowing that to come through. And so we just stay small because it's too scary to expose that and actually give yourself permission to go there. And what ends up happening is the crises that we attract are actually a wake-up call for you to move towards doing that or you have two ways of going. This is it. Are you ready? Through this crisis, you have two ways of going. You have a choice and you have choice. This way, which is to obey your soul's calling, to do the work, to heal whatever is causing you to not feel worthy of that. That's the imposter syndrome that's going to show up. It's the refusal of the call part of your hero's journey. It's got to show up. It's actually part of it. I went through it myself. I go through it almost every Facebook Live. I have to push that button and go, am I worthy of this, this conversation? I'm like, oh, yeah, Nima, you're thinking about yourself again. It's really about you. It's not about me. I'm just the, the messenger. If I make it about me, then I worry about, ooh, what are, what are, the, what are people going to think? Who am I? Which is your path. It's the part of, part of the, the journey that you must go through. You can't avoid it. So as you traverse up, that's one way to go. You're going to experience challenges. You're going to experience obstacles. You're going to experience resistance. You're going to have to invest in yourself. So there's a fear involved, fear of scarcity. What if I don't make it? You're, it's, that's, you're go and, and here's my little secret to you about what if I fail? Here's my little secret about that. You will fail. You will fail many fucking times. <laughs> 
constantly, I'm still failing on this path. I'm still, still failing. It's still happening all constantly. The difference is, is I hold the vision whenever the circumstances don't feel so good. And I have to have the ability to separate myself from my ego to do that. So that's option number one. Or option number two, you know what happens to people when they go through crisis. You've seen some, some of your friends go through divorce. You've seen some of your friends like have job transformations or, you know, failures, crisis. What happens if they don't do the work and they don't take those steps and have the courage? What happens is they go on a downward spiral. Their habits and addictions take, take over, their relationships fall apart, their health starts to fall apart. I'm sure you know somebody who's gone through something like that, a grief, a loss. You either become better because of it or you become victim to that thing and then you just keep downward spiraling. It's pretty interesting what happens, how that happens. The question is, where would you love to be? And I'm going to show you, I'm going to talk about control. Where would you love to be? I want you to write down your answer to that. This is what the world needs now. Doug, it's good to see you, my friend. I remember meeting you a while back. Hello, Chris. Nice to see you. Let me know if this is your first time on, if you have any questions. Nick, Nicole, I love seeing you here too. Roland. Hey, Sohela, Khale. Are you here? My aunt's here from Ottawa. My auntie's here. Hi, auntie. My mom's sister. <laughs> Aura, you're here. Do you have any questions about that? So my question to you is, which one would you love to be? That's first question, and I want you to answer it. Answer in the comments, because remember, this is about nervous system regulation. And my, my promise to you is that on every call, depending on whatever your, every Facebook Live, depending on whatever it is that you're, content you're uh, observing in social media, that the content that you get with me is going to actually help you regulate your nervous system rather than have you lose your shit and then not be good to anyone. Because depending on how your nervous system is, you're either going to go here towards the opportunity in this crisis or you're going to only see danger, you're going to live in danger you're going to perceive danger, you're going to sense danger, you're going to act from fear and perpetuate a non-ideal uh, situation for yourself. So my question to you is, <clears throat> where would you love to be? Hey, Nick, where would you love to be? Hey, Nagina. Oh, my sister. Nice to see you. Where would you love to be? Hi, Victoria pain and discomfort or stay small and safe. Exactly. And here's the thing. Uh, here's the interesting thing. Jordan Peterson, I was just listening to him this morning, is that you can't avoid the pain. You just get to choose which pain you're going to have. The pain of stepping up and facing your fears or the pain of staying where you are miserable, but it's familiar. You get to choose in this crisis. And the biggest most important factor in this whole thing is your nervous system. Is your nervous system. I don't even know how to turn off the, the um, stuff, the, the ping. I'm getting all of these messages and it's kind of distracting to the flow. But 
I can work through it. That's the whole key is working through it, baby. I don't have control of that right now. So that's the lesson for today is to get you to that place where you're adaptable. And this is a big message for people in the helping professions. You have an opportunity here to serve a community of people that need you, starting with your family. They need you to be actually in your heart. And they need you to show up as the greatest version of themselves. And in order for that to happen, you need to have a nervous system that's regulated. So this has now become, and this is what we train our, our clients constantly, is as they're going through their limbo, as they're going through their unknown, the only thing they have control over is their nervous system. And when they, and when they learn the skills and they learn the tools and they make it a regular practice, what happens is you, this is, the, this is where the magic happens. You get into your heart and you get connected to your intuition. There's a mysterious relationship with your inner guru that can only show up when your nervous system is in a specific state ventral vagal when you're in that ventral vagal state and i believe it was day two or day three i talked about the three stages of your nervous system ventral vagal when you feel connection and there's kind of like this relaxing state of ease and playfulness and curiosity sympathetic when you're in rage frustration overwhelm okay and anxiety and then the dorsal vagal where you're just completely in shutdown and overwhelmed and just anxious and depressed and that's your nervous system in action and your work is to be able to be the self-observer to be the observer to yourself so that you can actually get into your heart and allow that inner guide to emerge because you're walking into an unknown during your relationship crisis, during the divorce, during your job transformation to this new work. This is me. Divorce, change of careers, toxic relationship breakdown, you know, all of that I've been through like several of them over the last 10 years. And the most important thing is what do I do? Well, how do I manage this uncertainty? Well, who's going to save me? And what, I, what we want is we start grasping for people to save us, but you're wise to get help from people who are going to allow the voice within to emerge so that you can save you. See, there's a voice inside of you that knows exactly what to do when you're called to serve the present moment. Think about it. Think of a time where there was crisis in your past, where all of a sudden you stepped up into some sort of heroic superhero, took on responsibility, and through the unknown was able to make a transformation for yourself, for your family, and you were to put yourself into a specific state where all of a sudden the right people came in, the right synchronicities, boom and possibility opened up. Do you remember that? Do you remember when that has happened for you? The only way that you have access to that is when your nervous system is completely regulated. 
And my promise to you, like I've said in every transmission, if this is your first time, welcome. You're going to want to go back and watch all of the days. Instead of putting the news and all that shit, you want to put the content into your mind that's going to bring you into your heart. And that's what my, that's what my um, uh, promise is to you on every, on every transmission. And so essentially what we're doing is we're getting you connected with that inner voice that's going to guide you into this unknown so that you can then show up and serve what's needed and solve problems based on your specific art, your specific artistry, your unique gift, your unique voice. What stops me from being able to hear my own voice? The hormones of stress. It's a complete disconnection from purpose every time I get triggered. Simple. And I realized that over all of these crises that I went through and all of those unknowns, my commitment was that I come out better. I had to come out better than the version of me that went in. And in order to do that, I had to have certain aspects about me die. I had to let go of what people thought of me, which was very difficult to do for somebody like me. I had to let go of money that I was really banking on. Oh, it was painful. My divorce was painful. Ooh, there's moments where well, I've done a ton of work on it, but there's moments where I still get the pangs of that loss. In, in fact, it's, I'm sure that that's what's been showing up in some of my triggers in today. That's exactly what every trigger in your unknown actually is. It's an unresolved or unhealed, unloved part of you. That, if you just pay attention and use the time now to go back there and heal that, you will open up and, and emerge what your next level is. So it takes time to go back there. It takes courage to go back there. It takes investing in somebody to hold you accountable, somebody to give you strategic feedback, some sort of a mentor or a guide. I didn't fucking get here alone. <laughs> I, I got here from my own inner voice and I also needed, I was humble enough to admit that I needed help. I needed community. I needed somebody to call me out. I needed, because I'm a, I'm a fucking pathological liar to myself. The stories that I tell are pathological lies. We're all path. Our egos are pathological liars. They are there to try to convince us to stay in that small golden fucking prison where it's safe and miserable. And here we are. And so today's transmission that's going to instantly shift your entire physiology, I promise, check in, watch this, is this one statement that I want you to drop into your body and let me know what comes up for you. Okay? <sighs> Welcome, Chris. Nice to see you. Here's the, here's the question. What would it feel like if I were to let go of my need for control? 
That's the question. What would it look like if I were to let go of my need to control? In other words, I shouldn't have any control right now. Drop that reality into your body. Because this whole thing, it's one of my clients who I was just talking about, she, we got on a call and she was having a rough week yet last week. From Monday, it was okay. And then Tuesday, things are getting worse. And she really felt it. She's a chiropractor. You know, both her and her husband are chiropractors. And it's like, holy shit, like what's going on? And she just started seeing angry people and there was all this tension and she's like, what the hell? And she's now been learning instead of freaking out like she normally does. And she's got some <clears throat> autoimmune stuff going on, skin stuff going on, which guaranteed are a part of all this control stuff. She starts asking questions to herself now as she's been learning through the trainings we've been doing with her over the past few months. And she discovered that, oh my gosh, this is all because of my need to control everything. And I'm like, bingo. And she, once she realized that there was a younger part of her that didn't feel safe and had to go out and make everything okay, that that was what was showing up in today that that was what was clouding her perceptions. And basically she was viewing the world from that lens, which is what I'm trying to tell you right now, is the lens that you're viewing the world right now when you're triggered is actually an older version of you that's coming up here now and literally seeing everything that way as a call to action. There's an unloved part of you. We're all little children walking around in adult bodies. If you don't believe me, look at the last time you got into an argument with your partner, with your spouse. You got triggered. You got into an argument or you started yelling at your kids. Can you see that you became that little child? That's what happens to us. When you get triggered, you regress right back to those old wounds and they're unconscious. You're not aware of them, but they show up in health problems. They show up in your triggers. And here's the crazy part. They will show up in who you choose as a partner. You choose somebody perfectly aligned to bring you those old familiar feelings that you did, that you had when you were younger. That's why you'll be like, my God, I married my mother or I'm, this just like my father in my last relationship when she would get angry at me she would constantly say you're just like my mother you're just like my father and I'm like well geez that shit makes sense constantly I got like literally your past your unresolved past is constantly here in front of you stopping you from listening to that voice inside that's your inner guide that can guide you out of this fog into a place of opportunity where you're just like holy crap I have these gifts that I've been I could don't have access to because I'm so fucking stressed and I'm in fear and crisis mode. I, I don't have access to them. I'm so stressed. So because of that, I can't 
connect to my gifts and I'm sure as shit don't have the heart to actually share them compassionately with other people because I'm too busy being fucking pissed and in scarcity because my nervous system is in sympathetic or dorsal vagal dominance. Does that make sense? You keep going upstream. See, I just got curious as a chiropractor. How can I help people like for why they're here? They're, at first, it was like adjust the subluxation and allow the body to heal itself. Don't put anything into the body. Yes, great. But what if that subluxation was caused emotionally? Subluxation above Atlas. I can adjust you, but then you're going to go back thinking that you're unworthy of love because of a divorce that your parents went through when you were five years old. There's no chiropractic adjustment for that. And so I started to give myself permission to go upstream, and I created a community in my office <clears throat> where I was doing three-hour workshops on Saturday mornings and say, guys, it's called Life Skills for a Stressful World. You got to come in if you're going to get better results. And the ones that would come in would get better results. And over time, I was like, holy crap, I actually like doing that more than I do talking to people who are unconscious of the truth of why they've come in here. And that cognitive dissonance, that, that, that gap between what I really wanted to do and what I was doing was too painful. So I finally made the commitment to jump in and just teach that exclusively. <clears throat> and it was scary and I was terrified and I failed many times. So you're not in control, number one. And if you decide to sit back and bury your head in the sand and not step up into leadership, which would be understandable because that's probably about 95 to 98% of the population, so you'd be in good company. You choose that pain of the familiar. And you're going to go back and hope that the world will be the same, but it's not. And the ones that are suffering the most right now are the ones who are still trying to cling to their old lives. Let me say that again. The ones who are the ones who are suffering the most right now are the ones who are still clinging to the hope of their old lives, to, to clinging to their old lives, a life that doesn't exist anymore. <clears throat> and the first step to us transforming it, which is what she, uh, you know, the, the client that we were working, that we work with, and she's like, I really listen. I'm like, full, total acceptance, full acceptance, total acceptance of the new reality, total acceptance of the unknown. I want you to do that right now as you relax. Put your hand on your chest and say, I totally embrace and accept the unknown. Now, you might have resistance to that because your ego wants to control. That part of you is what's, what's suffering right now. What if you were to say, I don't have any control and here's the other part. I actually never did. I never had control. I've just been in this kind of reality that is just defined by my own limitations. 
And the value of a crisis like this is that this box and reality that you've always dreamed of leaving anyway. Do you know what I'm talking about? This box of reality that you've always dreamed of leaving to do that thing, you know what the fuck I'm talking about, has now been shaken. Oh no, where is that reality, the safety? It's gone. But, but no, I want this again. No, you're suffering the most then. No, I want this again. Keep it here. No, no, no. Then you're going to fucking suffer. Your nervous system's fucked and your kids are looking at you and all the people uh, that you're trying to lead are looking up at you and you're still looking for that same model. It's done. I surrender and accept that that old world is done. Does this make sense? And there is such liberation in saying, I have no control. I never did. I created this reality that I thought was my life that I was too afraid to jump out of because of that golden prison, this reality that I was too afraid to step out of because there's fear involved. It's kind of like your nervous system. It's like the cave. It's a cave. You're in a cave. To venture out of that cave would risk de like danger, threat, tigers. This is primitive, my friends. <laughs> this is primitive, my friend. So the value of the crisis is it shakes it up. And then if you're dysregulated, you'll say, fuck, what's going to happen? The old life is gone. I'm screwed. We're screwed. Who's to blame? That's it. I'm going to distract myself from actually adapting by endlessly seeking, searching, pointing fingers, playing victim, bad guys, good guys. You can keep doing that. And there's a lot of fucking people doing it. And listen, I'm not convinced that there aren't conspiracies going on, that there is one giant group of powerful elite who do have their hands in the finance, in the healthcare sector. Absolutely. Like I'm, I, I'm 100%, that is 100% plausible. Okay, I'm not asleep to that possibility. I, I get it. The question I'm asking myself is, is that endless search for all of that shit not just one gigantic fucking distraction for me to actually go back to me, to, to, to prevent me from looking at me. And this is what victims do. This is what we notice with our clients who are stuck at the beginning in their victimhood. Their victimhood state of this has been done to me. Okay, that's what victim is, is this is to me. It's the lowest form of your spiritual evolution is when you're stuck in a victim state. This is done to me, okay? That's where we begin, when I'm hurt, okay? This is done to us, right? The next stage of spiritual development is when you say, this is actually not done to me, it's actually done by me. I'm gonna step up. This is what I'm asking you guys to do. Step from that victim, what's happened to me, and then you're gonna basically go up to the next stage up, which is a manifester, which is this is happening by me. Fuck what everybody says. I'm gonna step up, fuck this whole noise of victimhood. 
I'm going to find out what this is really about. This is about my own wounds. That's what we did with our client. She basically was triggered. She went in, she goes, what is this all about? And she went and saw a younger version of herself and started to do the work on it. And all of a sudden, on the other side, she's like, ah, oh. immediately her nervous system regulated. And she looked around. She goes, oh, my God. She realized that she'd been living in this reality for ages. And when she reached out to me back in October, she's like, there's something more for me. There's something more for me. And I'm like, okay, good. Let's start working on it. And we start working on it by healing her past. That's the first step to do. That's a little secret. Do you want to find out what your next chapter or your next season is, start by rearranging the dis disorganization in your past, getting complete, which is basically what my entire fucking program is all about. And when you do, all of a sudden, she's like, <gasps> and she basically talked to me today, went from a state of absolute frustration, triggered, doomsday, what are we going to do? And we're getting on a call tonight with a group of other chiropractors and we're actually game planning, turning her practice, turning their practice virtual in a way where she's teaching something that's really meaningful to her that she's always secretly wanted to do, but hasn't because of fear, because of the golden fucking prison. It's there. And she's like, I just got a text from her. I'm so excited right now. And I'm like, wow, isn't that interesting? You literally went to, you literally went from, like, you literally went from danger, I don't know who I am, to, oh my God, I'm so excited about the opportunity. And the difference was that shift in the nervous system. This is what it's all about. This is what the universe is calling on you to do. It's shaking it up. And you're only suffering because of the fact that you still want to have control of this fucking thing that you don't really have any control over. Again, I'm pointing to this. You have no control. It's all an ebbs and flows and a divine order happening. And your only way of adapting is to raise your hands up and say, I have no control. I want you to write down, <clears throat> this plane will self-adjust. Can we see that as a possibility or see me too far-fetched for some of us? Yeah, that's a good one. I want you to write that down. <laughs> is that a Gracie t-shirt? Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Nice one. So I want you to say, I want you to write in the comment section, I have no control over what happens and I love it. I want you to do that. Try that on. I want you to say that I have no control and I love it. Write that down. I have no control over tomorrow and I love it. I have no control over what the banks do and I love it. I have no control over what other people do, whether they shut down their offices or they keep them open or people social distance or not and shaming them or not. I have no control over what people believe unless they specifically come to me for help and guidance and I share and I help them identify what their true, you know, what their truth is, right? What they truly believe. I want you to write down, I have no control. Yeah, I have no control. That's your first, 
way of regulating because you're probably un, even unconscious in your nervous system right there. If you have the belief, I need to have control, and this is your framework, and you walk into that universe, into that world, into that planet at this moment, and you have that framework, I should have control, when in fact you don't, your nervous system experiences massive resistance creating alarm in your body because of a previous event that you didn't have control over. And simply by getting into your body at that moment and going back there and feeling it fully, you can release control. Okay? I have no control and I love it. I want you to write that down. Just write it down. I have no control and I love it. So what I'm going to get you to do, we're going to do a little bit of a meditation that's going to awaken this little voice within you that's going to guide you today in this upcoming week. And also, the question that I have for you is what is your biggest question? I want you to write down because I'm doing a five-hour training next Saturday for only 20 people because we're doing it in a group on Zoom and you're gonna get personalized attention. There's only gonna be 20 people, so I'm gonna choose, well, I'm not gonna choose, it's gonna to be to the first 20 people that sign up um, because it's for my current clients right now. Uh, I'm supporting them going the extra mile, so I'm doing a five-hour training on Saturday uh, in, in North America, and it'll be Sunday morning in uh, Australia, New Zealand. And what is it that you absolutely wanna walk away with? because we're gonna be going into unconscious programming. We're gonna be going, going into these old triggers that you're actually facing right now that you've been putting off the sidelines. And for 20 of you, I'm going to actually sit down with you for a five hour compression virtual event. And we're gonna actually go through exactly how to identify that core wounding, how to <clears throat> make sense of your past, the ones that you're still kind of that are running your life and get you to really see exactly what the problem has been as far as patterns that you've noticed holding you back in your career, in your self-sabotage, in your worthiness, and most importantly, the patterns that keep showing up in your relationships. You're going to make sense of all of it by the end of that five hours and whatever else you want to learn. <clears throat> Absolutely, and I love it. Just do that. What is it that you specifically, I want, to, I want you to DM me and let me know if you want to be one of the first 20 that get in on this. It's going to be next weekend. It's going to be a time where we're going to get hunkered down, and <sighs> this is the most important time to learn these tools. And so for you who want to actually step into that new realm. You want to actually start exploring what it is that you want to offer your tribe, this new people, so that your, your people, so that you can actually lead others virtually, but you can't lead people where you haven't yet been. So that's, those, it's just for the leaders. It's just for the people that really want to get into that leadership. So you're willing to lead people because you've been there yourself. Those are the ones that I'm interested in guiding. Let me know what that would be for you. Can't write it, interesting, okay. 
So we're going to get in and, and uh, we're going to do this little meditation now, but I want to know, is there any questions that you have? Today's lesson, today's transmission is really about catching and reminding yourself that I have no control and I love it. I have no control and I love it. I shouldn't have control. Reason why that's important for you is because if you can release that, you're not in the past anymore, you'll be able to see opportunities in the present. I have no control, might have control issues. Ah, Nagina, maybe, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if you do. But out of anyone, my sis, my dear sister, you are one of the biggest badasses around. Nobody's gonna, I wouldn't mess with you. <laughs> Nagina, as can I, uh, Nagina, is it okay if I share your story? <laughs> yeah, Nagina, is it okay if I share your story with, um, with, with this because it's actually pretty one of the most inspiring stories. And whenever I go uh, around the world and I'm teaching, I talk about you. <laughs> and so is it okay right now if you you know if you're here if I share kind of like what we you know what we've kind of gone gone through together in your journey because you'll always be like a sister now because we've done this do you want to is that okay I'm just seeing it's a little bit of a delay but I want I want to know because this is a really important um, important situation please go ahead awesome so Nagina reached out to me um, I don't know how many years ago was it three years ago I'm not sure um, and she had this is I want you to put yourself in this this situation you don't lose one child those of you who are parents you don't lose one child you lose two two children die within a couple of years of one another under the age of three to neurodevelopmental disorders like like you know just sudden all of a sudden symptoms come up and within days there's a diagnosis and then a fatal and then death not one but two children and she had done some amazing training with John Demartini and cognitive work and she went and did a lot of deep healing work with John Demartini to clear grief and John Demartini is one of my, our, we, we share the men, same mentor, he's one of my mentors who taught me the power of asking the right questions to alter my perceptions so that I can see that whatever has been in my way is actually on my way. It's a very powerful methodology and it's, I can't say enough about it. And what I've observed in my life is that using those tools was a way that I was bypassing pain. In other words, I would feel shame, I would feel anger, and it was so painful for me that I had to sit down and do the lines and columns so that I can clear my thoughts about it. The problem is, is that when you actually do the work to clear the thoughts to get yourself to a state of gratitude, there's a embodiment of trauma that's not actually addressed, that takes more time and work to be able to address. And so she'd done all the cognitive work, but she hadn't, wasn't able, hadn't reached that stage where she was clear of the resentment and the rage and the anger and the grief in her body wasn't gone. So what is the, three years ago, what, what was the symptom that she shows up with? 
She's stuck in her life. Okay, I want you to get this. Stuckness equals trauma, is death. It means there's a death of an old version of me. There's a fear of moving into a new realm. That's what stuckness is. Whenever I get stuck, I'm like, oh, I feel stuck. Oh, there's a fear. I, I realize I'm like, fuck, there's a fear that I'm not facing. There are feelings that I've been avoiding feeling. There are feelings I'm avoiding feeling. That's what happens when I get stuck. I go into stuckness means dissociation. Stuckness means I'm basically in a state of dorsal vagal because the feelings are so painful. The fears, the resentment, the grief is so painful that I'm going to shut my body off from feeling it. And there's a, there, it, it works. You don't feel it, but there's a cost to that. You must sedate yourself. You have to numb yourself. Her health wasn't good. There was addictions and smoking and all this stuff going on that was causing her to be completely shut down in her body. And the way that shows up in your career, especially chiropractors, because it's all our energy. You know how it goes. Your career, your, your, your business, this is all of this. Sales, chiropractic, healing. My, my effectiveness in my career as a chiropractor, because it's all energy, is all dependent on what's going on inside here of my level of service. Am I that hollow reed that, that allows universal intelligence, God's love to flow through me to others? Can I do that? Am I there? That's going to impact. Well, when you're blocked and dissociated from your feelings because they're so painful, which makes sense, right? This is our, our bodies, our nervous systems are trying to work for us. It's not that you're stupid or, or, or dumb or, or you're wrong. It's just your body's like working for you to try to protect you. And then it causes stuckness. And the way that it shows up, that's in her health. So how is it showing up in her career? Well, she's in the UK and she's got to try to go to, she's got this limbo. Where do I go? The way that it shows up in your career is limbo. Where do I go? With her, it was, I know I'm a chiropractor, but I'm in this clinic in the UK and then there's this opportunity in Dubai, but I can't get through because the government has blocked my you know, visa or whatever. I'm still waiting for immigration bureaucratic red tape bullshit and I've been stuck there forever. And so I go to work and I don't know what the fuck. I have no certainty of where I'm at. I am stuck. This is where people reach out. So I'm here to tell you stuckness means trauma. Stuckness means dissociation. Stuckness means my nervous system is in dorsal vagal because there are feelings, there's emotions, there's conversations that I don't really want to fucking be bothered with because they're too painful. That's what stuck means. So what do we do? Guess what I had her do? So she said, yeah, I've already, I said, so I'm like, okay, so you're stuck in your career. That was her symptom. Like I'm stuck, I'm, I'm stuck in career. I'm like, okay, so, all right. So you can't have, here's the other part I want you to write down. You can't have a business problem without a personal problem. Your business problem will not happen without a personal problem. So, okay, this is, I'm not a business coach. I'm basically help you get into your heart. Let's do this. So I asked her what's going on. She goes, well, I lost two children three years ago, but I already did the work on it. 
This is what I'll hear all the time. I've already done counseling. I've already done a Demartini process on it. I've already, you know, done the work. Oh, I've done so much work on this, right? And the way that I can tell if you've truly gotten complete with it is you don't have that frustration about it because the work continues. The work is a continuous kind of evolution of resourcing and filling the cracks in the floorboard. It doesn't end. It's an ongoing thing for the rest of my life. And the cool part about it is as I do that work, my heart opens, I mature, I start emotionally maturing. God knows I need it. And I start feeling more connected to something greater than just myself. I feel safer in my body. There's, I, I the degree of feeling of self-love magnifies and appreciation for my life magnifies as I continue the journey and path. So I love bringing people along. And so with her, she said, I did the work. And I'm like, all right, we start there. Now I know. On our first call, I had her say, on our first coaching call, because I know John's work, I'm a facilitator of John's work, and I'm like, we're not going to you know, try to override your pain of it. I want you to tell me how pissed off you are. And Nagina is Muslim. So I was like, I want you to tell me, Nagina, how pissed off you are at Allah for doing this, how angry you are. And she basically was like, well, yeah, I am. I'm pretty angry. And I'm like, did you, have you expressed that? No, I, I haven't because, you know, after the kids died, everyone's expecting me to, you know, I have to show up, I have to do this and all of this expectation. And then I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. Who's expecting you? What fucking human being around you expects a mother who's lost not one but two children to step up and show up and, you know, serve everyone and, and be there for everyone? Who expects that? And she was like, oh, yeah, shit, I guess it was just me. There was a younger version of her that had to fix and solve that hadn't been, you know, addressed. And so what I had... You've been listening to the Trigger Proof Podcast designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world, which is nervous system regulation. Become Becoming trigger proof doesn't mean trigger less. It means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds anytime there's reactivity there's a wound and if you're curious and inspired to learn more join us at breathwork and badassery or the overview experience and a combination of both actually helps you do the work there's a difference between listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma. It didn't start with you, but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work. See you at the next perfect time. Her do was I said, I want you to actually scream to God what it is that you want to actually express. And she never had a chance to do that through her to, to fully process and express her emotions and so for like an hour or I don't know how long I sat on the 
Zoom call because she's in the UK at the time and she literally just cried for the very first time and I was like wow this is a unique coaching call where usually I'm ready to put my overview method to use and be so wise and give them an insight and I was like no I just want you to tell me how you really feel about it and really express it. and so she expressed her rage and just it moved through her she screamed and we just had her expressing what she's been bottling up causing her stuckness and why I'm sharing that with you is because if you're in that same boat of stuckness one guaranteed 100 times out of 100 there is a unexpressed emotion inside of you in fact it's highly likely that there is right now because if you're not in this conversation and you're not part of this training usually you're just walking around unconscious of it and your body is trying to show tell you but you're used to stuffing it down because that's what you've been conditioned to do because feelings we don't really know what to do with them so when I created that container and it was a, a give, giving her the opportunity to express it, she basically cried for two fucking weeks straight to the point where she was texting me saying, my husband's asking me, like, is this ever going to end? <laughs> and I'm like, dude, he's got to kind of, he's got to step up and be a champ and let you express yourself. And interesting thing that happened, interesting thing that happened was that soon after, all of a sudden, magically out of nowhere, she gets her letter from um, the, I don't know what it was, her visa or work permit. She gets a, a, a opportunity and boom, like within a month of working together, she's already in Dubai working at this clinic. Boom, stuckness gone. So, over, over the years, we've been kind of working together and she's come to the overview experience and now experience that, you know, the breath work when we do it in live, you know, when we get back to doing our live events, we're going to do this again. And it's a very powerful methodology. We start with breath work. She was able to go back and release some more. She, you know, in breath work, it slows down your brain waves. You go back to earlier memories and just cry them out and experience them fully it's really important for your nervous system regulation to release control and allow whatever feelings that are coming up to come through you, to move through you. That will do so, so much for you. In fact, if we were all here together, I would have us all do breath work, okay? I would lead the breath work and I would have you be able to breathe excuse me, and whatever emotions come up, even rage and anger, ah, with what the fuck's going on, for you to actually express it. In fact, if you're going to go out in nature or you want to do this and you're feeling it and you just have this release, I highly recommend you grab a pillow or something. You want to do it in a place where other people who are listening uh, might not get their old wounds triggered. Just from experience, I've observed this happen. Uh, you want to make sure that other people they don't hear so that it doesn't activate them at this time have them in mind and fucking wail out the anger and ex ex expression of what's been repressed and cry and just express it and you'll feel completely different 
And that's a big part of releasing control. Your job is to release control. Release all that control. Has this been relevant for you? Nagina, and so Nagina now, sorry, fast forward, Nagina, um, she's now a chiropractor in Dubai helping children with developmental disorders and neurological deficits, and she's like becoming and emerging as a leader in that. And she's no longer ashamed of that story. She leads with that story. In fact, Nagina, can you post your um, uh, your website bio? Because now she shares it with everybody. Whatever she had as her resentment and grief, she literally shares it with an open heart. And she has a very unique story that is not matched by many and I truly believe she's going to be one of the leaders like you're going to hear about Dr. Nagina Akhtar like you will hear about her again of, of the work that she's doing transforming children tr children's lives with chiropractic care and neurodevelopmental exercises for, for ner nervous system rehabilitation amazing and it is so such an honor to be on this path with you Nagina and you're here and hopefully I can you know, hopefully you being here is, is of service. Justine, welcome, hun. You better go back and watch from the beginning. We had a really interesting conversation about control. So I'm going to invite you right now. What do I need to let control of, let go of control of right now that would allow me to be able to see opportunity moving forward? Because if I'm constantly looking back there in hopes, I would, I would, I would um, not lose. I'm not looking at the opportunities for my gain. Thank you, Nagina. Yes, there it is. Check out her website. There it is. That's the link. And it's just a, an honor to, to, to be on this path with you. And I just want to tell you, I see you and whatever you're going through. And, you know, I'm, I'm such, it, it's an honor to be, kind of literally walking with you, linking uh, arm, arm, arms together. You are a sister to me. Um, yeah, so what's the question? The question is, I want you to write in the comment section, what am I wise to let go of control of? The illusion of control. <laughs> the, I want to say the illusion of control. What do, I wanna, what do I need to let go of as far as the illusion of control? What would that be? what people think of me, the old stories about my unworthiness, um, other people, what do I need to let go of control of other people's behavior? If you were to let go of control, imagine what that would do for your nervous system. Yeah, Caroline and Nagina, you guys definitely better link up. Send a private message to one another. Caroline went through, uh, you know, a three-year consistent um, battle with with cancer with with her with her son. Two twins. One of them had it, and so big love to you. So you guys link up for sure. So what do I? What am I wise to let go of control of? How can I get settled into the reality? so that I can then see possibility. 
and give myself permission to step up into a deeper level of service. So I'm going to get you connected with that question and we're going to go into meditation as you sit comfortably where you're sitting, feeling your breath, noticing your breath. As you breathe, surrendering the exhale, notice how much tension is around your rib cage and how you might have been holding your breath lately. <sighs> surrendering the exhale, touching your hand to your chest. Am I safe in this moment? Am I safe in this moment? Now, as you're going in and notice in your life right now, all of the places you've unconsciously been going after trying to control, not from a judgmental perspective, but from just a really neutral observer without any story, because you can't really blame yourself for your unconsciousness. Noticing around you what parts in your relationships with money, with people, with the way that you're perceived, where are you trying, what are you trying to control? We're all doing it. This is our unconscious ego. In order to change, we must make the unconscious conscious. Where are you doing it? Notice where you're doing it and notice that at that time that you're doing it, it's because if you can check in to yourself and notice where it shows up actually in your body, you have a feeling that you're not safe, that you need to control. Really let that in. Feel in your body where you feel that lack of safety, that alarm. Putting your hand on it. And as you become aware of that area, specifically there, simultaneously become aware of your geographic location on the earth looking down from the moon while simultaneously being aware of that spot. That helps to regulate your nervous system when you have those convergent and divergent focus. That lack of safety. You're going to go back to an earlier memory that's going to pop up where as you're sitting in that lack of safety, you're going to see an older version of you, younger, excuse me, younger version of you from back when, where you have that lack of safety. Feel it in your body, notice it, and see them as well and what's going on in their surroundings. 
There's a previous unknown, previous uncertainty. Allow yourself to feel that and drop in and start to converse with that version of you as though it's your own child with the same amount of love. See how hard they're working, see how scared they are, how unsafe they feel. Let them know that it makes sense that they feel that way. feel, let them know that, that you see them. Can you go in and give them a hug with the same amount of affection that you would your own child? I see you. Let them know that all of their feelings are valid and they're safe to express them. As you're holding them, feel their tension in their body as they're feeling those fears. Remember what they were going through at that time. You're gonna relax, you're gonna feel them actually relax into the awareness of your empathy, that they feel seen. Now that they feel seen, <clears throat> you're gonna let them know all the answers to the questions that they have. Will I be okay? Will I be safe? Let them know how they're going to grow from that. What is the message that you have for them? Pay attention to what you're saying. Pay close attention. And now, ask them what they need from you. And as that awareness shows up, bring that, bring them with you, like the ghost of Christmas past, to who you are now. Show them your life, show them what you do, show them what's going on around you and all of the gifts that you have, things that they only would have dreamed of at the time would come true. Can you see your current life through their eyes right now? With all their fears. Feel the gratitude as you show them everything that they were worried about that's come true for you. How just by going with the current, trusting in yourself, stepping up into your fear, that you've been able to show up the way you are now.
and all of the advice that you gave that version of you, take it yourself. And from here, bring your awareness now to that future, that future design, that version of you that's just beyond the adjacent possible, expressing your gifts, expressing your truth, falling away everything that isn't you, fully authentic as you're sharing your gifts, you're in your gifts. Visualize that and feel that into existence. Feel what it would feel like to receive in abundance for the gifts that you're giving. See the faces of the people that you're serving whose lives are better because of your story, because of your truth. And now you're going to ask the universe for a sign that gives, leaves you with no doubt that your call has been answered and there's a two-way communication with that mystical. Ask for that sign now. You can open your eyes. So I'm curious, what was the message that your higher self gave to you? I'm very curious what that would be. As you navigate this unknown, trying to grasp for control, which is an effort to get, compensate for that lack of feeling of safety. And when you went back and got to the cause of it and really took care of that part of you, what has become available? All of a sudden now your nervous system feels relaxed because the background kind of state of anxiety that this whole thing is coming through is actually addressed. And so now the resource version of you is present and now sees opportunity. I want to talk to you if you feel called. I want to talk to you if you know that you have gifts that you want to share, but you know that those old stories are in the way, that there's an unconscious programming that continues to have you stopped because of the golden prison and you're actually ready to take that next step so that you can learn how to regulate yourself and step up to, for others that need you, whether it's your family or whether it's your tribe or community, and you actually want to learn how to move in that direction, virtually or in person, whichever one that gives you options, as long as you are, have a heart dedicated to serve and you're willing to face your fears. That's it. Those are the two criteria. You have a heart dedicated to serve and you're ready to face your fears, everything that's ever stopped you. I'm going to be doing a a live kind of group call where there's interaction where I'll be coaching you individually for 20 people and uh, that's coming up on Saturday or Sunday morning in um, if you're in the Australia Australasia let me know if you're actually interested in that because it'll be going to the first 20 people and it's just a few hundred bucks uh, US and it's affordable it's impactful, it's tailor fit to you. You'll be able to find a meditation that actually 
um, is, is completely um, customized to your own wounding and you'll be able to use it again and again and it'll be opening the door down the rabbit hole for your healing in the past so that your future leader is more likely to emerge. Those are the people that I want to talk to. I would like to let go of the worry that there was a civil coup, a cyclone, malaria, meningitis, and cancer, weather patterns, great. Anyway, so let me know if that was relevant for you. And if you have any questions and what you specifically want help with that you would like to walk away with, if you wanted to join us on that on Saturday, I'd love to. It's going to be so much fun for the people that show up. Um, and there's going to be breaks. And you're going to leave with a totally different nervous system. That's my promise. And tools to be able to take it with you moving forward. So we'll see you later tonight. Hopefully that was useful. And I'll see you at the next perfect time. Send me a DM.